welcome to the show. My name is Omar Smayel. And I'm Omar Shams, and this is the Omar Show. We have a very special guest this week. We have Paddy Man. Hey guys, good well, to see you. Do you go by your real name or do you go by Paddy uh, Man? Paddy Man when I'm doing performances generally. And my real name is Declan O'Sullivan. So, uh, yeah. Declan O'Sullivan. There's so a trade secret. You're here in both capacities today. I like <laughs> yeah. it. So you write songs. You write, you write, write songs, along. Yeah. So yeah. Well, have you thought about a burkini song? That would be actually be <laughs> a... That <laughs> would know. be... A, <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of those topics because you're like yeah. you perform mostly in the Middle East, yeah. so you've had to, you've had to be, you've had to walk the line. You have to kind of be cautious a little bit about what you say, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. in, in comedy, when it's strictly comedy gigs, I've noticed you can get away with a bit more right. because people will give you a little bit of license. They say, you know, we came to this place to make us laugh. Um, I, I remember I actually went the other way. I did a song. Uh, an extra couple of verses of a song uh, one night at a gig I think uh, no I don't think it was it was a Dubomedy gig and play, it was up in Abu Dhabi and I decided to do this song called She Left Me For Jesus and okay. it was written by a gentleman from the, from the US but somebody had sent it to me and I wrote an extra two verses about the Middle East and uh, that one the irony was I was after doing some jokes about the Middle East and everything there was a lot of people from South Africa there and some of my South African friends are very religious and they're like, whoa, man, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it goes, I'll, I'll play the chorus. Yeah, yeah, like, do it. I'll play the chorus. Here's the chorus. So you can check it out. Uh, check it out online. She left me for Jesus. She left me for Jesus. Yeah, no, I didn't write this particular uh, the song, okay. but I, I added a couple so of So you're distancing yourself. I'm distancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when I did this song, uh, the, the only people were laughing were two people and both of them were in national dress and they, were in the of thing, and they thought it was hilarious and when I did the local version they were like yeah man <laughs> wow, so it's totally somehow fun. that doesn't surprise me yeah so. but you know what there you go you, you can't please everybody all the yeah, time but that's right you know but anyway here's the chorus of that song she left me for Jesus and that just ain't fair she said that he's perfect how could I compare? She said I should find him And I'll know peace at last But if I ever find Jesus I'm kicking his ass <laughs> Here's the extra verse uh, I can't I've done them in a while but It goes like this Somebody told me He's from the Middle East So I flew into Saudi him at least. Then I saw some people dressed like him in a veil. When I said, Do you know Jesus? They threw me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> she left me for Jesus, and that just ain't fair. She said that he's perfect. How could I compare? Oh, she said I should find him, but I know peace at last. But if I ever find Jesus, I'm kicking his ass. Ah, love it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so that's that. I mean, I guess that would be on the line of being <laughs> yeah. a little bit controversial. I mean, I think it's one of, like, especially religion. 
it just brings like if you bring any kind of religious theme person anything like that i mean you saw what happened with the the whole charlie thing and you charlie know hebdo, yeah that charlie hebdo with people <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it just brings out bad things in people a lot of times you know, unfortunately they don't they don't look at it as being something you can you can talk about which is which is not right it's i mean you know so yeah, true yeah. very sensitive um, all right. Well, that's good. Uh, so, what else are we talking about today, Omar? So, we got to talk about Ann Coulter. We, we don't, okay. Ann Coulter had just released a book right. called In Trump We Trust. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. For some reason, I would see that <laughs> she... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's the kind of person who would write something like that. And in the book, she says, Trump could do whatever he wants, and we would follow him, except change his immigration policy. Okay. And... The day she releases her book, he changes his immigration policy, and she had a meltdown online because <laughs> she's just published a book called In Trump We Trust, saying we oh, trust him great. no matter what, and the only thing he's not going to do is change his immigration policy. So did she change her policy on Trump? Uh, it seems like it. She's having okay. a total meltdown. Really? Yeah, she's, had, she's just... You know Ann Coulter, right? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with Okay, Ann Coulter is a, a horrible, horrible person in the I think, U.S. I think, that's, I think that's just... By the way, I don't even think this is opinion. I think yeah, this is objective. Yeah, she's an she's a ultra-conservative, almost to the point where it's like you're just it's, like, it's it cannot be real. It is, you cannot, this person cannot so be real. So she's, uh, she's a woman in the States, uh, ultra-conservative. She has written articles about how women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like, that's... Yeah. That's, really? yeah, yeah, because uh, she has very controversial opinions, and she does it, I think, just to get more of a following and okay. for you know, um, she's yeah, she's she intelligent. Like she, yeah, though. she should be in Trump's camp. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think with the, the whole Trump thing changing his policy and whatever, I don't think he changed policy. I think he oh, he bounces I, around. All he bounces around. I think all he's doing is courting more voters. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. come out and court the Hispanic vote by saying, yeah, we're going to send 11 million back in straight away. <laughs> yeah. You know, a deportation force, all this kind of stuff. So he needs to, he needs more votes. I think he's been told. You yeah. need to, you need to well, moderate. He's, he's so what did he, he, he backtracked changed, on he's his... He's changed his entire campaign team again. Okay. For the yeah. second time. Yeah. I mean, it was the guy who went on, on, on CNN or whatever it was and sat there go, and, they, and they said to him, yeah, you're asking me why, why Trump has changed his whole campaign team, but you haven't asked me why... Why Hillary changes her whole campaign team, and it's like she she, she hasn't yeah. changed anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got he got rid of his he got rid of his campaign manager, the one that was mixed yeah. up in yeah, Russia Manifold. and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. trying to you know right. getting bribes and everything. And yeah, yeah. So um, they got rid of all that. Yeah. And now they have a new team on, and he's soft trying to soften his whole image. Right. And Hillary's just released a new attack ad, which is essentially forcing forcing him to kind of backtrack a little bit because he's tried to go. No, I mean, you know, there's not going to be amnesty as such. Oh, we're not going to kick people out. If I mean, if right. their families are here, that's right. really hard. So, right. so he started saying yeah. all that stuff. Like he, he constantly goes back on his... Oh, every, his every single day. But yeah. this is like a, a, all in a wave in one direction. He has to, I think he has to, uh, he has to do his wall though. I mean, if he was to be elected, that would have to be... He couldn't backtrack on that, because that's like, in every speech that he says, he's like, bail the wall. Well, well, at, no, at some point, at some point, yeah, you're yeah. saying, well, it could be... No, somebody said, well, it could be a virtual wall. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Here, 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 guys, I, I have a song about a wall. Okay, all right. right. 
because I wrote it last night. Okay. It's inspired wow. by an Irish song. There's an Irish song about the wall as well. Uh, a great place called Donegal. And if they could, they'd build a wall around Donegal to keep everybody. This is, went out years ago. And they were going to turn Las Vegas into Donegal in this song. Okay. And, uh, this is in Ireland. in Ireland, yes. Okay. And so I've taken the, the, the melody of that. And I just, last night was like in my head, man. This is so funny with him and his wall. Or ridiculous, in, in other words. But uh, here, here's some words I put together. Okay, all right. Let me see. If I could, I'd build a wall around the USA North and South to keep them out and save America I'd have a deportation force and steal billions every day If I'd vote for Humpty Trumpty to run the USA Oh, vote Humpty Trumpty to run the USA <laughs> you go, maybe I can sell it to him. I can't pay him to him, you know? Maybe he can take it. Yeah. He's changing all his campaign, guys. Maybe somebody Yeah, can no, he would, they, they could, someone could convince him that's a good idea. Well, so, like I said, the attack ad that Hillary's just put out, she's kind of tried to pin him to his old policies now. Yeah. Because she's called out something called the alt-right, which is kind of the ultra-conservative wing online. All mm. right? So they're the white supremacists, all those guys. And he's brought people on his campaign from Breitbart, which is kind of the, the unofficial home of the alt-right to begin with. Mm. So she, he's starting to bring on board people from ultra-conservative uh, places, and he's starting to use their mannerisms and use some of their talking points and stuff like that. Right. So now she's come out and basically said, listen, are you with these people or not with these people? Can you just tell me if you are or aren't? And now Trump essentially has to either tie himself to the ultra-right or he has to disavow them, right? Which will, you know, piss them off. <laughs> you were uh, you were in the U.S. Yeah, just recently. So what yeah. was your what was your feeling there? Like as far as you know, the polit- Did you get into? <laughs> you didn't get into political? No, no, I kind of did? did. I tell you, I did because my my daughter's uh, fourteen and she she's kind of becoming more aware of politics and and things. And she fa- she finds it very entertaining. Like most people, I think the one thing we can say about this. Uh, whole thing with Trump running is it makes it more entertaining yeah and the reason he gets more coverage is because people know in the networks that if they feature something with Trump people will watch it even I don't like the guy don't like what he stands for don't like the thing but I'll watch it I find myself dragged to what's he doing now yeah. it's like it's the best <laughs> the best reality TV show ever yeah you know and somebody said to me when I was in the States that uh, Trump doesn't care whether he wins or not now yeah. I, I don't know if that's you know, he probably wants to win. Some people even say that he doesn't, he's, he never intended and doesn't want to win. Really. Yeah, because for him, I'm sure he's looking at it and saying his brand, the Trump brand, has now increased a thousand times fold in value, whether he wins or not. Do you think so, though? I mean, do you think, I mean, to he me... He hasn't made, okay, so Trump Towers, all of a sudden, all of their prices have gone skyrocketing. Is yeah. that here? Uh, no, Trump Tower's in the oh, US. Oh, in the US, yeah. What about their Trump Tower here in Dubai? Yeah. I, I, I doubt it has gone up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they have a Trump Tower. They have a Akoya. They have a Akoya, yeah. But they, like, they were going to build a tower years okay. ago uh, before everything happened. I think there's one on the Palm, actually. They are um, built. There, were, no, no, no. there was plans for that. It might have been stopped. Okay. Uh, yeah. There were plans for that. It got stopped. Do you remember why it got stopped? Was this his it comment? Was the crisis? Was the uh, no, it, no. The the comment from Trump back when he cancelled his project on the Palm was 
uh, he's not going to build on the pond because it's going to be underwater because of global warming. The same global warming he now denies exists when he's running in the Republican <laughs> okay. Party. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's phrase. Well, you know he's got a golf course in Ireland. Yes, he's got he does. A couple. Do you know he's built a wall around it because he's worried about global warming? Well, he's tried to build a wall. They objected to it. Once again, everything's about building walls with this guy. No, <laughs> the locals objected because they said it would ruin the scenery. But you're okay. right, he wanted to build a wall. Yeah. What, I, what I, is, I don't know where it is now, but that's the last I heard. What is, uh, what is the feedback like in Ireland about like, the US? Do they follow US politics? Do they care? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, do you have I, anybody there that's, that's pro-Trump or would be? Or is it more? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I have, uh, yeah, I've, I, I, I know a member of my family, not uh, direct in, in-law. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we, we had uh, some, some conversations about yeah. it. And, and he is saying, yeah, man, I'm pro-Trump. Because he's, he's white. Uh, yeah. He's white. He's, uh, he sees himself. He identifies with the policies of he says, look, it's like this. If Trump gets in, me as a white Irish guy, I fit into the bill that uh, will benefit from his things. So he's okay. like, being totally selfish. Which is true. Sure. I mean, really. <laughs> being totally selfish, Trump would like me, therefore I'd like Trump. He totally favors white guys with uh, this idea of thing. This is in his mind. Right. You know, He doesn't look at the wider consequences right, of sure. these policies and what it could do. Right. And then everybody loses. But uh, mm-hmm. no, in short term, he's like, well... Yeah, this guy's clearly out for me. Right. You know, the idea of, uh, you, know, you know, he pushes this thing about racism against whites, which right. is, you know, come out, yeah. uh, which is the first time I've really heard it uh, yeah. come out. And then there's this, and then there's white guys jumping onto this. Now, typically, the profile of some of these people are, are not as well educated as, as others. I, I haven't heard some well educated uh, white guys coming out saying, uh, this is the guy I support. Right. But I, I think there's I a lot of them in the closet that are like, you know, yeah. that are just like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything so nobody hates me, but I yeah. agree with, uh, I, I, I agree with Trump. Like I had a, I had a friend on Facebook that was, that was, that was pro-Trump and, uh, and I, I mean, I, that's fine. At the end of it, it's like, you know, okay, I, I, you know, I completely disagree with, with everything that Trump stands for, and I think he would do tremendous damage to the United States, but I still respect your choice to to choose that person because, like this, like your your uh, in law or friend or whatever, like uh, you know, there are people that could see that you know, hey, this he speaks to things that I feel are need to be done, you know, and uh, and you know whether they're racist or not. I mean, it's. You know, well, I mean, well, Trump has said he's going to get ninety-five percent of the African American vote. Yeah, that's right. He did, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is laughable for sure. You yeah. Know? What I love was they told uh, Mike Pence that there was a reporter who told Mike Pence. They went to Mike Pence and said, "Yeah, so Trump says he's going to get ninety-five percent of the American vote. Uh, sorry, the African American vote." And Pence laughed. Okay. Like his vice president laughed at their butt. It's like you're laughing. It was you're laughing. Why are you laughing? Then he kind of caught himself a little bit and goes, "Well, you know, that's Trump. He's a he's a he's a truth teller." Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Oh man, that guy's a complete. Come on. Uh, yeah, he's 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 a perfect politician. His vice president, yeah. Pence is. You know, he just seems like he's a politician. Yeah. You know? Um, what else are we talking about? I did find this story about, uh, I don't know if you guys read this, about the lab-grown meat. meat. Yeah. And it's, they're talking by 2017, mm-hmm. it's going to be 
pretty much on the market. It's cow free. There's no. Okay. It's just basically so this organically. Is, this is updates on it because they've been doing this for a while now. They've been doing it for a while, and it, it was something at first that it was like, okay, this is way in the future. Yeah. But now you're talking 2017. They're talking about creating government agencies to start regulating it and all this stuff. And so how do how do you lab grow meat? Yes. Yeah, um. They essentially it's use. It's gotta be from like stem cells or something, and you grow it in a petri dish. Oh. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how much does it cost? How much is a burger? And, well, they're saying that it's going to be essentially this, you know, at first, of course, as with any new technology, it's going to be, uh, it'll be a little bit more expensive. But as the technology grows, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Is what they're well, saying, I, think, so. I think it's interesting in that uh, if you're, okay, if you're a vegetarian, would you eat that kind of lab-grown meat? Because there's no, there's no murder well, involved. Well, that's right. Yeah, if the ones that are against the murder part you know, yeah. of animals, then... Yeah, I don't know. For me, I'd try anything once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What do you think? Like, you guys... You guys are big yeah. meat, meat eaters up yeah, in Ireland, Ireland, so... Yeah, we love our meat. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, at these days, you see so many things... You, you think chicken from uh, KFC's chicken. Yeah. You know, how many people are that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. No, I don't chicken, know what's in it. You know, chicken I, from KFC, apparently, they yeah. bred them so that their legs are so small that there's they could barely stand up so that their breasts are their breasts have become incredibly heavy and so they and sometimes they have three breasts even right. and then they tip over I mean it's really ridiculous where we've come in terms of how we get our food you know yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is you know you, you give me two or three pints and I'm gonna <laughs> bite the crap out of them to get a sea burger does yeah. it really bother me yeah. sometimes no you know yeah. I mean long term you gotta look at what's in stuff you is guess. this supposed to be healthy for you this lab going meat um I guess they can, what they said in this they're article... They're definitely going to market it that way. That's right, I'm sure. I think they're going to say the they're looking at the environmental aspect of it, you yeah. know? Well, because so, to, be, to be totally fair, the amount of effort it takes to raise a cow yeah. to that size. I mean, you think about how much food you've eaten in your lifetime. Right. And how many cows. Yeah. How many cows <laughs> you have personally eaten yourself. Yeah. You know, every single one of us yeah, has yeah. probably had like... Yeah. At least three cows, you know, maybe a year. I don't know what the statistics are, you know, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, yeah. you know. Sorry, I'm trying to look it out. <laughs> no, I mean, there's that. I mean, there's probably something on here you can figure out. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's something that's coming. No, de- but definitely, number of animals that I have personally have been killed for my benefit. Yeah. Think and about chickens. How many chicken breasts have you think eaten? About something That's like, ch- like you could probably open a farm with the amount of chickens that you Yeah, absolutely. Eat. Well, I was thinking actually shrimp because I, I will, like in a day, yeah. <laughs> like I order shrimp by the bucket. But shrimp are, are those really animals So really? I mean, it's like, it's like when you eat a shrimp, you're just like, you know, I was like, it, they don't have eyes. You know what I mean? Like you can't like look into it, but they do have eyes, I guess on the head, but they do. you just don't. You pick the worst you example. Assault. You pick the worst example because you're like, are they really animal? Do they have eyes? Because with its chicken breast, you get a chicken breast. With a shrimp, you get the whole animal and you tear off its head. Yeah. Like you pick the but worst But I don't feel example. bad about it. No, but I, do you feel bad? I, like I feel nothing. Like I think that I, they're made. I could feel bad about it because I eat them by the bucket. Yeah. It's a little bit hypocritical. Where you go, oh, every time it just gets me right here as I tear them. Yeah, up I just say I feel. I, I'm sorry. I feel nothing. Like I, I feel like that they're made for my consumption, like for my happiness. <laughs> you said you wanted to be a clown farmer. Yeah, that's my dream job. It sounds to, like to a go. euphemism. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> In a way, I really no. I'm just horrible, horrible jokes. No, right. clams don't have eyes. So that's maybe is that is that your like? That's not my reason. No, I think I think the idea of just farming clams just sounds so peaceful. Like being out in you know the ocean and you have your you know your your docks that you you know throw. I I have no idea how to do it, so I'm just you guessing. Throw your clam seeds <laughs> in there. <laughs> throw a bunch of clam seeds in there. Is this is this an, an idea inspired by Bubba Gump? Do you remember and the, then Bubba and then oh the yeah Bubba Gump with shrimp. His, not yeah shrimp yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, no, it's uh, see, you know? it just I I read something about clam farmers. I was like, wow, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Is it only gonna be clams? Or are you gonna do mussels? I'll probably diversify a little bit. You know why not? <laughs> Yeah, keep it going. Um, yes. I, no, I def- so I would definitely eat the lard grown meat. Like there would be no question. Yeah, yeah. I would too. I'd definitely. try it. I'd definitely try it. If I, I want to try it, this is yeah. not like a this is lab grown and me going. Oh, okay. This is something I would seek out. What are the some of the things they're talking about though? Is the long term like effects? Yeah, and, that's. You know, I'd be worried about cancer. I'd be like, hey man, uh, yeah. What is in this? Normally we ask what's in our regular food right. in terms of additives and preservatives and everything. I mean, what do you got to put in this thing to yeah. make sure yeah. that it tastes right, looks right? Yeah. And you grew it. I mean, yeah. you grew it like, in a dish. Honestly, like, I don't know, man. Maybe, I mean, when, where do you stop? Then you're going to yeah. be doing chicken, then you're going to be doing pork. You're going to be doing everything in this dish because it might be cheaper. Well, you know, that's yeah. also very interesting because somebody was saying they can do pork. Mm. And somebody, this came up on, on uh, this site I, I, come on, I go on, uh, where they do like, it's not just religious questions, but there are religious right. questions in it. And one of the ones that popped up was, if it's lab-grown pork, can Muslims eat it? Oh, yeah, what's that's the story there? Yeah, like it could, I don't know. It doesn't come from a pig. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. And what, what about mixes, too? Like, like beef-pork mix? Like they could grow that together, like think, hybrid chicken-beef yeah. or something. You chicken know? beef is another yeah. one. What are, oh, oh God. Like, I'm having horrible images of shrimp beef. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, right. that's, not, a, that's not a good image. I, I'd try it. You'd be raising your eyebrows. It's a like, do you bit. want to try the shrimp beef? And he'd be like, no. And then he'd say, like, but you eat shrimp and you eat beef. And I'd be like, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take my surf and turf together, please. I actually, actually want to talk to you about uh, essentially yeah. comedy markets. Hmm. So I, I, I always worry that I, I've got, I, I would say maybe not a full hour of comedy material. Okay. But close to. more like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of good stuff. Oh, God, none. Oh, no, that, like. <laughs> I got one joke. <laughs> um, no, but when I'm in Dubai, I have about, you know, I would say 40 minutes of, of good material. Okay. But if I go to the UK, I don't have 40 minutes anymore because a lot of my material is Dubai-based. I probably have maybe half an hour at most. Definitely mm. not an hour. Here I could stretch an hour show, maybe an hour and 20 minute show okay. with filler material. But if I went to the UK, there's just no way. I have half an hour, 40 minutes tops. Yeah. How do you feel? Because you do a lot of essentially Irish Dubai Music. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do for the market, like like you say. But I, I intentionally uh, try and play music outside of here as well. Yeah. So I played in um, Florida this year, a uh, bit in, in Canada as well, and then I just came back from two weeks in Ireland. And that uh, I do t- three types of gigs in general, um, and I kind of it's like the shamrock, as I tell people, the Irish shamrock. So the first bit is uh, international stuff people sing along with. And then uh, the second bit is comedy, and the third one is pure Irish, so sing along. And the comedy side 
it kind of fills from some of those. So I take inspiration from Irish songs, like the one I did earlier on about the wall. Yeah. Uh, but then I can also take songs like uh, Jai Ho, uh, which I'll do the Irish version of Jai Ho, or uh, you know, and then which links to anywhere you have an Indian audience. I went to India and performed performed uh, a bit of Jai Ho. I, I'll do a quick yeah, version yeah, of yeah, that's right. an example. We'll cut any ones we don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get rid of them. That was crap. <laughs> Jai Ho, this is a song from uh, Slumdog Slum Millionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, I was on my way over to, uh, to India to play for this uh, this gig for a, a firm over there that had an Irish uh, an Irish manager, and he was leaving the place, and they said, right, we're gonna bring Paddy Man over because we've seen Irish Paddy style on YouTube and stuff. That's funny. Let him do some stuff, and they said it was probably going to be a largely expat thing. When I turned up there there were only 20 expats and it was the rest were Indian uh, local based in, in Mumbai. And so, uh, so when I went there, then I started doing, I realized I can't do all Irish stuff. Even the comedy would be kind of lost. But then when I put a beat behind something and they recognize it, it went well. So anyway, this is one of the ones that I did. Okay. Now laughing at themselves in India is a bit different to when people are abroad, right? Right. But yeah. uh, anyway, it was like this, here we go. Fly from Dubai, London, Mumbai, people welcome party. I hear along, I sing along. <laughs> Taxi goes jolly, jolly, jai ho. Jai ho. Jai ho. Jai ho. Anyway, here's the <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I think we know which one we're cutting. <laughs> <laughs> What's, so does that ever happen to you? That brings up a good point. Like, yeah. have you do you get on whenever you're on stage? Do you sometimes like completely blank out on a song? What do you do then? Like now yeah. it's kind of informal, but like yeah. if you're up there, because like sometimes like as you know performing stand up, sometimes I'll be I'll be out there and I'll be like, what am I? What was I gonna say? And I, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have no idea where this was going. And sometimes it's okay, but sometimes it's not. But I, I assume when you're singing a song, it's a little bit different. So. Yeah, you, you have a run-in like with a good joke. If, yeah. you, if you spoil the ending yeah. by making a mistake in the run-up to it, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it doesn't happen. I, well, I forget the words for sure, especially if I haven't done something in a long while. Like, okay. like there, I haven't sung that in, yeah. in a while. Um, but, uh, you, you know, I, I think it's like anything you try and recover. Back to your point about being funny across nations. The thing, one of the tips that I got from Mina Dubamadi um, about any show or, you know, extending material and stuff was if you engage a crowd, some of the best comedy you'll get will be impromptu stuff from them. Yeah. And I've seen you do, both of you guys doing it, right. where the funniest thing will be just, okay, does anybody here do X, Y, and Z? Or who's here on their birthday? Right. And then somebody, you know, and they get into the energy and you can feed off that energy. And one of the things recently, for example, I got into was getting masks. So I have a bunch of masks, like a Shrek mask and some others. And you can just get people, are you here on your birthday, right? Who's here on your birthday? You get four or five people up, come up on stage. And then you stick these masks on them and you ask them, right, you've got 30 seconds to do your best dance. Okay. And when you've got somebody with a chicken head and a, and a Shrek mask on, you're just going to laugh. You can't sure. have it. And, some, and sometimes they really get into it. Yeah. And even if it's not, if they're just standing there, it's still funny. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I think here, I think, I don't know if it's here more than anywhere else, but it seems to me like 
people want to be involved in the audience. They yeah. want to be they want to be part of the show, um, which kind of you know depends on it. You have to be prepared for it. I think in in a way you can't just you know I've seen you know and I've done it too. Like where I'm just like hey, so where are you from? And then they're like I'm from. Atlanta, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice, and then I move on, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But sometimes, like, if you're prepared, like, you're like, okay, you you have to be prepared to kind of go back and forth and make fun of them a little bit in a yeah. way too. Yeah, yeah. And they're okay with it, and you can't worry about offending them. Yeah, I, I when I was first starting out, when I first tried to do crowd work, I had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's you got to start from there. Yeah, you got to start but, from. So the, I start asking people where they were from. Yeah. What do you uh, do for a living? I'm a uh, accountant. Oh. And, uh, nice. no, well, I, I did the country <laughs> thing. I was like, where's, where's everybody from? Like, oh, Pakistan. Good. Uh, and I said to him, like, I don't have any jokes about Pakistan. Anyone here? Where else were you from? And somebody else said, I forget, France. I'm like, I don't have any, don't have any French jokes. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I needed to save it. So I said, uh, anyone here from Papua New Guinea as a joke? And somebody put up their hand. And I was like, East, east or west? And she's like, west. I'm like, duh, so close. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Now you got to be prepared, I think, to, to, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, that part of it, they call it, you know, crowd work. Yeah. It's it's not easy to do to do it well and to do it so that you're not offending someone, but at the same time, it's, you know, it seems like it's playful and you're, you're doing something that's funny. So it's it's one of those things that, it's it's difficult to do, I think, you know, but uh, but you got to keep working on it because it's so important here, you know. But what what was the most difficult one that you guys ever did? What's have you ever Ooh, been in situations had, where? Yeah, I don't know. I know I mean, exactly which one I'm I'm thinking of. Yeah. For your your worst uh, your worst gig, um, gosh, I don't know. I had one really bad one recently, which I told you about. I think which was the one uh, where I was kind of an MC and kind of opening. Comedian yeah. in a way. Well, and that's was, the thing where we were telling you that you have like you have two styles. When that's you're, right. When you're doing MC work. You are actually a very different from when you're doing comedy work. Yeah, and then this particular show, you're doing both. I did and both. You tried to do like a compromise style. That's right. Like, yeah. and it was was not. Uh, it mm. wasn't. I tried to do my stand up, but with MCing. Yeah. And it just didn't work. And and uh, and I just remember feeling like I remember like 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 almost like I'm going through the joke and I'm just like. Um, you know, I'm looking out and people are just talking and not listening. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. And it was, and it was, I was like, should I even keep going? Like, uh, I just become, I just become kind of, I just turn off, you know, right. in a way and I'll stop and I'll stop and I'll just be like, uh, you know, as opposed to, I think the best way to do it is just to just bring on the comedian. If you're, if you're emceeing, if you're not emceeing, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you stop or did you keep going? You kept going. I kept going through it. Yeah. And I off. and I eventually I recovered a little bit and I and especially by the time so then I brought on the first comedian then I then I went off uh, and then I started thinking about my life and the choices that brought me to this point, you know. I was thinking what, you know, where have I went wrong, you know? And then uh, and then I'm like, "You know what? It, you know, so I changed it up and I went yeah. back and it was fine, you know, and it was it was okay again. But uh, but my first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. It was 15 minutes of, it was, you know, it started out okay and then it went really down and then, um, yeah, so that was my worst, uh, worst gig. What about you then? What was yours? My worst was, so it was a corporate gig. Oh. It was always more difficult. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what it is, but it's always, I mean, I did one which I'm not going to count where it was in Kuwait. Okay. 
And I did. I was there. I was with you on that one. I, I've done quite like three times. Oh, okay. I don't think you were there for that one. Okay. But I, uh, why did you think that one went badly? I thought the other two went well. <laughs> no, this one, I, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. That one, was, that one was really well, actually. I was going to say, I think. Uh, but one of the quick ones I did, like I did my set, I got nothing from the crowd. And when I came off, uh, the guy who was like running it went like, you know, that didn't go too badly. I was like, uh, no, it was, it was terrible. He was like, well, you have to consider that nobody here speaks English. I'm like, why didn't you, why didn't you say that? Why didn't you say that? You yeah. told me to do it in English. Yeah, the three in the front, they only speak English. I'm like, that's not yeah. enough. That's nuts. But no, I'm not even counting really? that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, because the, yeah, one, yeah. the one that was the worst was we did a talk, but I, I met the people for this corporate gig. And they told me that it was all going to be high school students. Yeah. And I was like, ah, okay, that's young, but all right. All right. You know, like, yeah, high school is fine. And then the day of the gig, when I show up, I see people start to, to walk in. And they are tiny. <laughs> and I'm like, what age do you think high school is? And they're like, you know, grade three, four. Oh. Wow. wow. So now the people in the audience are like maybe 150 people who are ages Ten. 8 to 12. Yeah. Like that kind oh, of age range. In the back are maybe 30 teachers. In the front are maybe 30 or 40 VIP Emirati. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't know which royals they were, but they're definitely royals there. Oh my God. Yeah. It's in Sharjah. Oh, okay. Okay. And I look at where my timing is in the show order, and I'm right before the call to prayer. And okay. I was like, this is going to run late, and that I'm not going to do comedy through the call to prayer. Yeah. Especially if you blare it through the speakers. Yeah. And they're like, no, why will it start late? I'm like, well, because I've done maybe 250 gigs in this country, and not one of them has started on time. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's going to be late. They're like, no, no, we will start on time. We didn't. Yeah. So I get up on stage, I start doing some of my set, it obviously doesn't work, I switch to fart jokes to make the kids <laughs> laugh, that starts to work, the call to prayer comes on two minutes into my set, oh. the curtains start closing while I'm doing it. <laughs> Oh. Worst, wow. Wow. worst gig. I wonder, ever. like, and that, like, if you if you would have started singing the "She Left Me for Jesus," <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an opportunity. You couldn't even go and get a drink because you're in Sharjah, man. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Here's a Sharjah, a Sharjah thing. What I think about it. Sweet home out of Sharjah, where the expats are few. There's a song in there as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's brutal. That, well, not the song. I'm saying that the. Uh, Thanks, man. That, <laughs> I know. Um, so you 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 brought it up. So you got to tell us your worst. Uh, your worst. Yeah, your worst. This is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost there. You, why yeah. am I involved you in everyone's best case? Don't want to wait for you and Yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 turned up and. It, we, we were hired to do a gig, but when we rocked up, the, the even the hotel didn't realise it was on. So we, <laughs> so, so we turned up. There was no... The, the, the room was there ready. The technicians were up. They had spent a lot of money on this big stage in a room that maybe held 200 people. 
and was staging up that everything looked great but but except they didn't know what was going on even outside the room itself there was a room in the middle of a hotel and outside they had an old banner from something else uh, advertising yeah, something they had the wrong banner up the wrong oh, banner up sure. so so even people in the hotel didn't know what was going on okay and um so i i put on facebook yeah i'm playing a gig in abu dhabi um, you know, drop in should be fun, and this was based on the previous time I played in Abu Dhabi for the similar, the similar, the, the whole thing had been organised again by Dubomedy, and we had, the last time it had been sold out. We played in another venue, and uh, they had to bring in extra chairs. It was great, yeah. and it was like, oh, this is going to be great fun. I was thinking, so I put it on Facebook uh, just the day before. Three girls from Ireland saw the Facebook post, and uh, one of them was based in Abu Dhabi and said to the other two, "You need to come and see this." Great fun, this guy. So they rock up, and there's only the three of them plus three other friends that you had brought, right? I brought the other three. <laughs> three oh. other and they were they were the audience. Plus, then we had comed- we had four comedians. And then the we technicians. Had te- the technicians. <laughs> we had the bar people at the back, and um, it, it it's it was the, probably the toughest because you're trying to make six people laugh from various different places. Yeah. They've paid in. Right. Um, we all had been paid in advance, so we had to do the gig, yeah. right. or, or else we wouldn't get paid. Right. Or we'd have to refund or whatever. So we were like, hey, we'll, we'll do it. Right. We'll give it a go. It was uh, a lot of pressure to get into it, but I have to say everybody got into it. So there was a lot of pressure yeah. in there. But then, like I was making jokes with the Irish girls saying, like, wait till I get back and tell the lads, I had everybody in the audience <laughs> clapping. <laughs> I had everybody standing up on their feet. Could everybody stand up? <laughs> you know, it was, okay. uh, it was great. No, I ended up turning it off. Yeah, in the, end, in the end it worked out, but it was definitely the toughest because when you've only got a few people to work with. Was, have you ever had... Yeah. Um, so have you ever had like that? Seems like a like a marketing fluke. Like whoever was marketing yeah. that, they just didn't do a good. Like mm. they m- missed something, or maybe something didn't go out. Or, yeah. But like, have you ever had people here like hackle or like come up to you after and say, "Hey, that was offensive" or something? Or yeah, yeah, I did. I had um, I, uh, one time in one of the local bars here where where I play in the, the beach beach uh, Brasti Beach Bar, and it's got an international audience. And people will know that I play there and I also play in an Irish pub. In the Irish pub Fibbers, it's more, uh, I would say, directly Irish. You can do a little bit more, you can push it a little bit more than I would in front of a more international audience. And an Irish girl decided to bring her father, not to the Irish gig because it didn't suit them on the Thursday, would bring him on the Saturday. And so she brought her dad. You've got to listen to this guy. He's funny and he'll do some songs and whatever. And she said, I'd like you to do some of your funny stuff. And I went over talking to the guy and said, yeah, yeah, I'll do some stuff. So I started doing some Irish funny stuff. And then it was a kind of a, it was a maybe 40, 50 people directly in front that would be listening or directly engaged. And then out the back, you've got whatever, 200, 300 people having their beers and, you know, listening generally. Um, I started doing it, but then I started engaging with them and having a bit of fun, actually. There was some Scots there. I started doing a Scottish song about them. There was some other English. I was like, this is for the English. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I did a nice one. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, then I started going around the place. And then I said, and we have to do a local song as well. So I, I did this song. Okay. Okay. So I made, this is the chorus of it. <laughs> on a shakeside highway. Warm wind in my hair. A warm smell of shisha. Rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, I saw a shimmer and light, and I said, 
That's either a shtalig or it's the Burj Khalifa, all right. A model met me at the doorway and a big, big bouncer as well. Oh, I was thinking to myself, this could be heaven or this could be hell. I asked if they'd give us an old discount, she said. No, sir, no way. There was a party man singing in the corner. I thought I heard him say, Welcome to the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Living it up at the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Oh, anytime of year, you can find it here. Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. They finally checked my credit card and their jaws dropped to the floor. Relax, said the night man, I'm from County Kerry. <laughs> oh, I've been working here to pay my bills since 1963. Oh, welcome to the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Oh, the living up at the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Oh, any time of year. <laughs> so I, did, I had done that song and uh, I had uh, some locals come up to me and one of them said to me, why, why you make fun of the Burj Khalifa? What? Why you make fun? I said, no, 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 no. it's a song about an Irish guy who goes in there, I can't pay for it. Yeah. And, uh, and then his friends, his friends, one of them was like, oh man, you know, you're, you're not, you haven't understood the whole thing. But that was the only time I got a bit of... Now, did, you, I, did you feel nervous then? Like, well, you, well, well, the guy, the guy, there was three, three guys. Yeah. One of them was very moderate and he was trying to tell the other two guys, come on, yeah. relax here. But one of them was kind of, oh no, why are you making fun? He only yeah. caught some of it, I think. And he didn't, <laughs> he didn't get the whole gist yeah, of it. And, the fact, and I basically explained, I said, you know what, man? I'm after doing funny songs about Ireland, about the other countries. Yeah. And it was just your turn, you know? Yeah. And I apologize. And, and in a very Irish way, we apologize yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. And he was fine by the end of it. Okay. Uh, and he probably will because that's not even making fun of it really I mean it's not even well no he took, kind of took offense he was like oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, he didn't understand it yeah he didn't yeah. understand but, but I, you know it's like one of these things his, his buddy probably said in the morning man you were too hard to that Irish guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Break, you know? yeah um, I guess you know a lot of things here are kind of misunderstanding can get you into some trouble for sure and it's it's like the um, you know I was reading something about the flipping the bird like giving a middle yeah. finger to someone if you do that here you can you will be deported and it's proven that you have like the like there there's nothing they can do yeah. to you know to mm -hmm. get you out of it if you've done it and it's been proved that you've done it you you're out you're out of here which is yeah. crazy yeah. um you know so definitely anybody out there do not flip the bird did you have to did you have to flip the finger there's no signal I told you the only time I've been like I've gotten heckles before. I've gotten heckles a lot. Uh, <laughs> and all of these terrible yeah, things. A lot. Let's try that. Maybe from you, Oma. Stop coming. Um, no, but the, the only time I've ever been worried with somebody accosting me afterwards uh, was after I did my Osama bin Laden set, and somebody came uh, came behind me when I was at the urinals. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like. You, you want to make fun of Osama? 
And I was like, uh, even if I could win this fight, <laughs> I cannot win this fight right now. No, I no, am no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. So I stalled. I was like, I didn't make any jokes about Obama. No, not Obama, Osama. He's like, no, my name's Omar. <laughs> and just like, no, not your name. <laughs> you want to make jokes about Osama. And I was like, and then I was finished. I was like, zip. And then I like turned around. Like I didn't raise my hands, but I was getting ready to. I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> like, I was just like, what's going to happen here? And he's like, yeah. it was so funny. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, anything else? So, so where can uh, where can people catch you, uh, Patty Manu, and, uh, here, if they're here in Dubai? or you in, are... Yeah, in Dubai, I play every Thursday in uh, Fribourg McGee's. Okay. And I do Barasti Beach Bar every Saturday. Every Saturday. And then I do special events and stuff on Fridays. Barasti outdoors, like summer? Or uh, you know, no, they, they, have, they have they have um, a cover. They have oh, air-conditioned okay. tents okay. these days, yeah. Okay. During the summer. And then after the tent comes down, I play there on a Monday as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, thanks uh, Thanks for coming in. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, do you, would you like to play, play us out? Uh, sure, yeah. Got anything else? Or, yeah, uh, sure. I'll do another one. All right. Um, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, that'll do. Let's go to Sharjah. Tommy, 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 Tommy,